0: Hello everyone and welcome to Season 4 of Husky Talk. We are excited to be back and to bring you some amazing guests this year. Your hosts today are me, Braden Davis, and Madison DeWitt-Sprout. Today's guest has won the grueling Finnmark Slopet race in Norway, Europe's longest sled dog. Oh Grace. He's all he also was in the twenty twenty I did champ he also was the twenty twenty I did champion. This poor guy was stranded in Alaska for two months after the race with his dogs due to COVID. Please give it up for Thomas
1: Warner. Hello, Thomas. Welcome to Husky Talk. How are you today?
2: Oh, I'm very good. I've been busy working, I'm on my way home.
0: Can uh you start by sharing uh, with our listeners, a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I'm a dog musher and been that my almost my whole life, and uh, so I have a kind of passion for you know building dog, building a dog team, and being out with the dogs in the nature, and living you know the good life I'll call it. It's
1: great. Talk to us about what got you into dog sled racing.
2: I always had this kind of what do you call? I'm not really sure in the English word, but I I always been kind of passionate for dogs, and you know, and being around dogs, petting dogs, touching dogs, and I think the most way for me to kind of spend much more time with the dogs is actually to be out with them in camping and, and be outside in nature. So I think actually that's one of the best things that you can do with dogs if you want to spend time with them.
0: So you have done two of the most difficult and longest sled dog races in the world. Can you tell us what uh, what you see as differences in the Iditarod versus uh, Finnmark Slopet?
2: Well, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of two similar races, but there are also some differences. I think one of the biggest differences is that uh, it's not so good trails in uh, Finnmark and also You have that arctic snow that makes the resistance uh, in the snow very hard. So the dogs actually have to pull a little harder in in the Dithymark. So, and you also have an open area the whole time. So you can actually get more wind, more snow, more storms. So, but in Ditrod, it's other challenges And, and you're going from more different kind of nature and different type of nature you have to handle. Like you have the Yukon, which is very long where you can get storms, you can get wind, you can get soft trails. And then you're kind of going over to the coastline, that that's also going to be cold and uh, and rough. So, so both races have different things you have to kind of deal with. But they're the same races. You know, they're long races that you're racing for many days, and you have to use your skills as a dog marsher, actually, to to provide the best care for the dogs.
1: That's cool. This was, your, uh, this was only your second time in the Iditarod. Back in 2015, you were Rookie of the R- Year. Can you tell us about the Rookie of the Year race? Well, that was actually a, a, a
2: tougher race for me because uh, the dog food I had they didn't actually work that good, so the dogs started to lose weight. So I had to actually work a lot harder to get actually to the finish line and, and you know to provide the, the best care for dogs. So that was a... That was a tough race for me because you were yeah they had to deal with so many problems. This race this zero was going kind of more planned and knew what I was going for. so but I had a great time in the rook here and I actually I changed what a lot of my style of mushing after seeing a detro for the first time on the sled that you have to actually provide be more focused on, on the feeding program. you have to be more focused. On the, on the dog care, you know, always look for small signs for dogs. And all the kind of things you're... Well, you have to learn to be a good dog marsher.
0: So let's move back to last year's, I did rod. So many things changed in the world while you were isolated on the trail. Businesses were closing down. Countries were locking down. The NCCA turn and it was cancelled. What was it like on the trail? Were you guys aware of what was going on? Well... You're kind of aware, but you're not
2: paying attention to it because you're so focused on what your job is. And that's actually, you know, moving the, yourself and the team down the trail and trying to go to the finish line. But, you know, it started to get a lot of rumors that, you know, checkpoints were closing down. We wasn't sure what we we're going to expect on the coast. Uh, I also got an a in-reach message from my wife that said, I have to go home to Norway. She's, you know, I'm not coming to know So it was things that were affecting us, but, uh, you know, you're kind of in this bubble, so you don't actually care that much what thing's going around.
1: It's very impressive to win the Iditarod on only your second try. Talk to us about how you felt when you finished.
2: Well, you know, I've been reading about Iditarod since I was 11 years old. I'm 47, you know, so it's kind of been a lifetime dream to do this race, you know, not only win it, but actually be a part of the race and, 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 you know, go through the nature, go all through all the history, you know, what you were hearing about when you were really young, you know, all the checkpoints, all the names, you know. So uh, for me, winning Aditra this year was kind of a, a lifetime dream coming through. And uh, and it's still, when I'm home now, and, and I, I have put the trophy, so I go past it every day, and, you know, I still have to look and, and kind of touch it and say, I actually won. <laughs> so it's kind of... It still hasn't actually gone up, you know, kind of, I haven't actually made up of mine did I actually win it, you know, so it's, it's, it's a strange feeling still.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So the
0: listeners know for winning you get around $50,000 and a brand new truck. How did you get the truck back to Norway? <sighs> Well, I actually didn't
2: bring it back, so uh, your wife actually bought a, a jeep and then she paid me some money, so so uh, she, she used it, uh, the price actually, so she has a nice jeep now, so, um, so in Norway we have this incredible high taxes on new cars, so it's uh, actually, uh, it was more expensive, I had to use more money than the truck actually, to get the license plates on in Norway, so I, I couldn't bring it. Mm-hmm.
1: Because of COVID and the travel restrictions, you were tuff, stuck for an additional two months in Alaska after the race. How did this make you feel?
2: Well, I am really fortunate because I have so many of my best friends in Alaska. And uh, I have um, uh, yeah, Ollie Reynolds and Donna Reynolds that are really close friends. And uh, so the good thing with the COVID is that suddenly you were able to spend a lot of time with someone your closest friends. So... It's kind of unique because that's, you know, normally you are busy with work and kids and, you know, your dogs and everything. So it was a strange time, but it was also a nice time. So, um, but it was good to come home to the family again.
0: What was it like when you finally got home to your family?
2: Well, it was a little strange. You know, you had this kind of long time where you were kind of actually being kind of lazy, you know, retired, you know, training dogs and... Is having this really slow-going life and, you know, when you go back, you're back to work, you're back to the family situation, you know, with the kids going to football, playing and, you know, and everything. So suddenly, you know, you it's a totally different life. But I'm a guy that likes to have things to do, so it was good to get started
1: with your life again. The next part of our show is called Predictions. We are going to ask you to make some predictions about the 2021 Iditarod. Ready? Yeah. 2021 Rookie of the Year. What do you say? 2021 Rookie of the Year.
2: 2021 Rookie of the Year.
1: Yeah? Yes. Who do you think it's going to be?
2: Oh, I actually haven't looked at that list, but... uh, I think it's always some really good mushers that are coming in that haven't raced their diethrode before. So it will be, definitely be somebody with experience, and or coming from one of the big kennels, you know, being a handler that are racing the, racing uh, one of the the second team. So um, right this year, I'm not really sure actually who's going to be surprise
1: musher.
2: Yeah, surprise musher. But that's also good. You know, it's a, that's a good for the prize rookie of the year. That. See, it's so many good people are starting the race every year. There are new people. So uh, that's going to be fun to see
1: Who do you think is gonna surprise everybody and be like the best musher?
2: Uh, well, you know, in, in did it's so many good dog mushers there and it's so many good people are you know so able to take care of the team so they are able to compete in the higher level and I think with the names you're seeing now, signing up, it's so many that actually can be, be on the top. But, uh, you know, definitely I will see, you know, Peter Carsey will be there. your will be there. I think it's really fun to see what Dallas is back now, coming into winter, and see what he can do. So I think that's going to be an, a high level of racers there, you know. And this is just a few that I mentioned, you know, it's so many other good ones.
0: Uh, who do you think the 2021 champion of the ad will be?
2: Well, I'm hoping that I, you know, I can uh, I can be one of the people competing about the championship. I think uh, still my team is pretty is pretty good. It's uh, you know it's the right age and everything. I think it's a big uh, right now. It's a 50 50 percent chance if I can race or not because the airlines haven't started going and So right now. I think it's not easy for me to actually get to Alaska, but hopefully I can be one, one of those. But I think, like I said, I think we are about 10 people that are going to win the race this uh, this year, and uh, I'm looking forward to all, all the good competitors. Do you think that Iditarod will happen? Yes, I think route will happen. You know, the organization behind Iditarod is really strong. It's a lot of good people working for the race, and, and it's a lot of people having a big passion and also the state of Alaska, you know, so many people that want the race to be. So uh, I think it will be a race. Maybe it will be a different race. Maybe we can't go, you know, to Nome or, or into the villages, but I will, I, I'm i 100% sure it will be a race.
0: Last thing, Thomas. What's your favorite song?
2: My favorite song? <laughs> well, I have many favorite songs, but Actually, what I like to listen to if I want to relax or when I'm driving a car is, like, I like Johnny Cash and and, uh, Bruce Springsteen, and and I like, you know, songs with a rhythm and also have uh, a story when they're singing it. That's my favorite song, actually.
1: What's your favorite song by Johnny
2: Cash? Oh, that's many. (laughs) Actually, I like the one—I'm not really good with names, but the one— I've been everywhere. I, I'm not sure he said that's a right name, but I think that's a really cool song. But uh, I also liked the song when he's talking about you know the soup song that when uh, when he has talk about the story about his you know his father left and everything. I think that's also and also then you have the new ones, you know the that he's been singing so it, it's he has a lot of good songs.
1: Thank you so much, Thomas, for taking the time out of your night to be on our show. Have a great rest of your night and good luck with the Iditarod this year.
0: Yeah,
1: thank you. Special thanks to our
0: guest, Thomas Warner, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps with our ratings. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on the show, email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave
1: a review, we will read it on the show. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, the I did her ride trail song, and now enjoy a clip from thomas's favorite song, Johnny Cash. I've been everywhere. I've traveled every road in this here land. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Menorino, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Mattawa, La Paloma, Bangalore, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tokapilla, Baron Puller, and fadella